0: A ring in endorsement, I guess. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Well, knows your name. Hello! My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the Lackadaisical Liberal Cubicularist. This show is like a, a journal of all the media I have consumed. I Uh, feel the possibility exists you may not have consumed some of this media yourself so I warn of the possibility of how you say spoilers? Uh, I do this for several reasons. The main thing is that who am I going to talk about things like Garth Marenghi's Dark Place and Batman Ninja? Nobody. Nobody wants to hear me talk about that. Probably not you either. So... Rather than just not talk about them, I, in essence, talk to myself and record it. Because that is sort of like what a podcast can be. Which is what this is. A sort of podcast. Jesus Christ. (sighs) Let's just push a button that will start a series of five five five-minute timers like this. Ladies and gentlemen. you some things movie monologue today's movie monologue sponsor is bat ramen 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 yeah bat ramen Okay, movie the first is called The Endurance. Uh, yeah, this uh, somehow the, the yeah this is a category which is is fairly frequent on this podcast, which is movies I heard people talk about on other podcasts that sounded interesting, so I sought out and watched. That category. Uh, this is uh, let me read the IMDA. it Looks like it's actually probably pretty good. Uh, the retelling of Sir Ernest Shackleton's ill-fated expedition to Antarctica in 1914 to 1916. Ooh, geez, that's two years. Uh, featuring new footage of the actual locations and interviews with surviving relatives of key expedition members, plus archived audio interviews with expedition members, and... But wait, there's more. A generous helping of the footage and still photos shot on the expedition. Yes, so... Uh, I guess this has more uh, stuff, let's call it than other uh, previous docs may have done uh, which, which seems likely because it, it was very detailed uh, this is sort of just a fascinating uh, uh, story the, the real life happening that I feel like today something like this is just impossible anything even remotely close to this would never happen uh, just for the reasons of, you know, safety. Like, they sort of went into this expedition with the knowledge that death is not... You, I don't know if you would use the word likely, but a, a distinct possibility. Yeah, let's let's put it that way. So, uh, really just crazy that people would do this for the purposes of what? Exploration? Scientific... I don't know, is it scientific discovery? It almost feels like doing it just to see if they could. uh, Which is is really sort of the ballsiness that I feel like, uh, does that still exist, that sort of thing? Hmm. Yeah, is there a modern day example of something like this? Something where where people just go out uh, with the possibility of death for the reason to see if they can. That, that sort of thing. I, I guess maybe individuals do it. But I don't know. Uh, very, very cool. Uh, can be found on YouTube. Yeah. I watched it on YouTube. So there you go. The Endurance. Uh, I'll go a 4 out of 5. I don't know if I go 5 out of 5. Uh, you know. Solid 4 though. Okay. Moving on to Batman Ninja. No colon there. Just Batman Ninja. Not Batman Colon Ninja, just Batman Ninja. Yeah, ballsy, ballsy title. There you go, there's an example of ballsiness. this title. Uh, Batman, along with a number of his allies and adversaries, finds himself transplanted from modern God Gotham City to feudal Japan. What the... Batman. Yeah, this uh, this is a crazy movie, and if you follow along with this podcast at all, you will know I like crazy movies... And I like Batman, so to combine them into one, (coughs) excuse me, is easy. Easy for me to give this a five out of five. This thing is pretty insane. Uh you know what? Correction. (coughs) Excuse me. Uh I, I did realize while watching this, um uh and this very rarely happens, like uh it'll give you a little behind the scenes action as I like to do from time to time. I don't write down my ratings, I just sort of uh, say them as I am recording this, so I sort of have no idea what I'm going to give them. Uh, This one, a very, very rare exception, in that I I thought while watching it, oh man, yeah, this is an easy 5 out of 5, but the voice of Batman is not done by Kevin Conroy, Uh, the voice of Joker is not done by... um, Mark Hamill. So for that reason, I'll have to take like a little bit off. So I don't know if we'll go four to five or, you know, what the rating of this is, uh, just less than five out of five for those uh, aforementioned reasons. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's do that. Um, yeah. Uh, time travel, <laughs> Batman, uh, Japan, uh, giant robot fights. It's just insane. The the whoever came up with this idea, I love you, uh, and I highly recommend this. This this is the of the crazy Batman things I've seen. uh, You know what? I'm not even going to go into too much detail, uh, because I don't want to spoil, uh, uh, one of my favorite Batman animated things I've seen in a long, long time. Ah, shit. Okay. Uh, so, not following the timer. Okay. Check. Uh, Next is Ingrid Goes West, uh, an unhinged social media stalker, moves to L.A. and insinuates herself into the life of an Instagram star starring uh, Aubrey Plaza. Uh, I think Aubrey Plaza can fall under the category for me of uh, uh, movie stars or television stars, uh, as the case might be, who anything I have ever seen them in, I have enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, I think a safe assumption. Uh, this included, yeah, very, very good uh, crazy, not on a Batman ninja level of crazy, but uh, crazy on a actually uh, her character in this gets fucking pretty pretty nuts uh, in, in a very dark way actually. this uh, this can easily easily fall onto the dark comedy category, which uh, similar to what I just said if you follow along. And know anything about me uh, and have listened to past episodes and know my rating, you will know that dark comedies quite often get high ratings because it's sort of probably just in general my favorite uh, genre. So, uh, can I give this a five out of five? No, but I can't give it a four and change out of five. Uh, okay, and then uh, last but not least, we're out of time. Uh, So, we'll just briefly talk. I watched a uh, documentary, also on YouTube, this one available, um, uh, with Stephen Fry. It was about uh, the creation of the Gutenberg Press. Uh, So, that's what created the Gutenberg Bible uh, and sort of the reason we have books, (laughs) basically. So, uh, just an incredible... Uh, documentary, yes, but also something that changed human history, uh, seemingly for the better. So, uh, very, very cool doc available on YouTube. So, you know, I just realized two of these things were available on YouTube, which is kind of interesting. Uh, you, you know what? Uh, just on that note, I just uh, did the free trial for YouTube Premium, Uh, Because those ads were fucking driving me nuts. And I gotta say, uh, it's $12 a month, which is kind of pricey. But I I do watch a lot of YouTube, as this podcast indicates. So, I think I'll continue on. Um, I think in these three months free trial, we'll probably make it so that it'll be hard to go back. (laughs) Uh, That's how they get you. That's how they get you. Uh, Stephen Fry... Gutenberg press documentary which I didn't have a title for so I just called it that. Uh 4 plus and 5. Yes. Yeah, so uh, all of these things are four or above. Wow, pretty good uh, pretty good showing in this movie monologue. Today's Television Talk Sponsor is Hubel Mortuary. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, uh, item the first. Oh, you know what? I I could have done a little bit of a segue. Let's do it now uh, from my YouTube Premium Talk. Because this show is a very rare from this. Sounds of it, looks of it, uh, a YouTube uh, red original. Yes, uh, if you're unfamiliar, if you ha- uh, have a, a YouTube subscription and let's call it, uh, you have access to some of uh, YouTube's created content, uh, including this called "Do You Want to See a Dead Body?" Question mark. Uh, this was created by uh, Rob Hubel, stars Rob Hubel, and is a hard show to explain i have just realized uh yeah so basically <laughs> the, the the shows start off with uh, rob hubel as himself mm, exaggerated version of himself i suppose we will assume um uh, meeting with various celebrities um sometimes just straight up meeting sometimes uh, sort of tricking the celebrities into meeting him sometimes uh, awkwardly uh, social interactions in public anyways l- let's just say meeting other celebrities and then asking said celebrities as the title indicates do you want to see a dead body and then the show will be uh, their their travel to said dead body or they're seeing it and then the aftermath of that uh, seemingly this uh, show takes place in real life uh, in a, in a universe in which Rob Hubel, uh, for some reason seems to be able to just randomly, uh, every couple of days find a dead body in the real world. Uh, this show's fucked up, okay? So, uh, again, if we're gonna do a, a scale of, uh, Batman Ninja to Ingrid Goes West level of fucked up. Probably closer to Batman Ninja than Ingrid Goes West on the scale of fucked up things. There are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 12, 15 episodes. Uh, they vary in length. Uh, I think that's something maybe that YouTube has a- allowed people to do, and, and, and streaming services in general. Uh, not everything has to be 22 minutes or, or hour-long, 47 minutes, whatever, to uh, to account for commercials. So I, I think somewhere like a half hour, somewhere like 15 minutes. Uh, we've got uh, Paul Shear um, Adam Pally, Judy Greer, Lil Rel Howery, <laughs> oh Jesus, I don't remember that one, uh, Danny Pudi, uh, Horatio Sands, m- uh, Michaela Watkins, Matt Walsh, oh yeah, that was a good one, uh, Joe Latruglia, Latruglia from, uh, Reno, yeah, uh, Justin Long, uh, Rob Corddry, uh, John Cho that one I, I think might have been my favorite because uh, like almost immediately John Cho gets uh, uh, stuck in quicksand and almost the whole episode is Rob trying to figure out ways to get him out uh, and uh, first episodes with Terry Cruz uh, rating wise I think I can easily give this a 5 out of 5 yeah uh, Rob Pooble is funny Clearly a lot of these people involved in the sort of uh, improv world, so uh, I, I assume the show heavily improv and uh, just funny as hell. Funny and weird is a good combo, and uh, this show does that in spades, without David Spade, unless it's back for season 2, which it might be, because when you look at IMDb, it says 2017 Dash, and then there's nothing there. Which leads me to indicate maybe they'll make more. Uh, Just on a general note of uh, YouTube Red original programming, there's not a lot there. Uh, This was the only thing that looked appealing to me. Uh, Some of the other stuff seemed like the possibility exists. You would watch it if you knew the YouTube star who was involved with it. Maybe that's not uh, accurate, but that's kind of how I felt. Ah shit, I realized I was supposed to also talk about Portlandia season 8. Uh Portlandia season 8 was really good. <sighs> Today's book banter sponsor is Blue Pentagram Insurance. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, uh, I got a weird show. Jeez, we're going freaking down the weird rabbit hole today. Uh, it's called Darth Marenghi's Dark Place. Oh, what year was this on? 2004, huh? You know what? It, it felt like older than that. Like, I would have guessed like maybe 90s. Interesting. Uh, okay, so... I forget where I heard about this, because it's, it's sort of a deep pull, I do believe. Well, depending on where you live, because uh, as the wiki is saying, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place is a British horror parody television series created by Channel 4 by Richard Ayoade and Matthew Holness. Uh, yeah, uh, Richard Awade, which I believe I'm actually saying correctly, uh, you, you'll recognize him, he's from the IT crowd, uh, been in a bunch of stuff, uh, I know I've spoken very highly of him several times on this podcast over the years, because he's just super, super funny, in this is no exception, his funniest, that is, uh, I didn't realize he'd, he'd written it as well, I thought he was just one of the stars, cool, cool, uh, Yeah, how many episodes? There's only six episodes. Yeah, uh, that's British television for you, I I suppose. Uh, I I feel like it deserved more, because it was very, very funny and weird and hard to play. Well, you know what? Maybe these things I'm saying are why they didn't make more. It's funny, it's weird, it's hard to pinpoint what exactly it is. Uh, It's sort of... it's got a little bit of the office in that uh, people are sort of being interviewed um oh god how do you explain this you know what does uh, m- maybe the wiki Dark Place is presented as a lost classic okay yeah this might explain it uh, a television series produced in the 1980s ah see maybe that's why it feels older uh, though never broadcast at the time uh, the presentation features commentary from mem- from many of the original cast where characters such as Marengi, and learner reflect on making the show uh, dark place parodies the fashion special effects production gas and music of low-budget 80s television as well as the modern practice of including commentary tracks on dvd releases of old films and television shows okay so yeah that, that does a, a pretty good explanation picture there was in uh, 1980s on british television a show about a hospital uh, that was not haunted. Well, sometimes haunted. A hospital where lots of supernatural X-Filesy type stuff goes down. Uh, that show had a very low budget, was weird as hell, <laughs> uh, and apparently never aired, I, I didn't realize that part. Uh, then, uh, years later, I, I guess in 2004, uh, the show was released on DVD, uh, and the actors came back and spoke of their time on the show. Yeah, yeah that, that's a good summation of it. Uh, th- I think I can probably give this a 5 out of 5? Yeah. Uh, cult classic, I believe this has now sort of fallen under the category of fairly significantly, and uh, I, I think I can verify that it has a very, very sort of culty feel. Uh, <laughs> I was going to talk about episodes. Uh, one thing that jumps out of me is there was a point where a, a girl sort of got the psychic ability, and I remember one scene where it was like. Uh, a stapler she was like controlling with her mind and was like flying down a hallway and you could clearly see the strings uh so it was like a, a flying stapler attacking people just you know as an example of something that might happen uh there was a scottish were they zombies or ghosts uh playing bagpipes as you do uh, the, uh, Richard Ayoade played the sort of, a uh, head administrator dude, uh, of the hospital, and he played a horrible actor, uh, which I, I, think is not something easy to pull off, but he does. He, he would always sort of end his scenes. He, he, I don't know if they did every single time, but I feel like maybe they did. He'd, like, end his scene by, like, looking straight at the camera and be like, and with a look of, like, was that okay? Did, did I do good there? Uh, are, If you can get your hands on this, uh, and I don't think it's exactly easy, uh, I would definitely recommend checking it out. uh, Five out of five, as I say... Today's game, Gavin, Stomp, Sp- Sp- sponsor is the Higgledy Veterinary Clinic. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, uh, we're going to be talking Nino Kuni 2, colon, Revenant Kingdom. Oh, I spoke of Nino Kuni, the OG, on this very podcast years ago. A while ago, anyways. And I'm... Uh, almost positive that I gave it a 5 out of 5 because I do look back at that game very, very fondly. Uh, and I remember having a lot of fun. Uh, it was uh, emotional, great gameplay, and just, just re- pulled me in. Uh, I don't know if I was that PlayStation that I played it on. Anyways, I remember it may have fallen into one of the rare uh, played for 100 hour game categories. So. When uh, I saw Nino Cooney Kuni come out a, a little bit ago, I was like, yeah, I'm going to get that for sure. And also it was, on, uh, it was on PC, which I don't believe the last one was, which uh, I've sort of turned into, if I can get it on PC, I'll definitely play it on PC guy. Uh, so what I did was uh, wait a bit because uh, I knew it would be on sale eventually. And then it did come on sale. Steam Summer Sale, for example, which I think we're going to be talking about in the next episode. Um... And uh, I'm about uh, 15 hours in. Yeah, uh, so my sort of thought is with this game, uh, I'll I'll put how many hours I'm in in the description if I'm going to bring it back multiple times, which is a a distinct possibility. Um, I had heard talk, and I don't know if I can necessarily verify it yet, that this is not as good as the first one. Uh, Jeez. I had, like My love of the first one is so high that it, it, it almost seems like it'd be impossible for this one to stack up to it. And so far, I think maybe that's the case. Jeez, uh, it, it, it's tough to say. Uh, one thing that they're doing, I think, well, is uh, adding new mechanics on a fairly regular basis so it started off as just sort of an action and adventure game uh, it's actually speaking of starting off this game starts off friggin insane man we're on a real low real insanity Roll today. Ooh, Insanity Roll might be, well, you know what, I think I'm going to type it too. You'll hear typing in a second. Insanity Roll. Mmm, delicious. Uh, that might be the title of this episode. Huh? A Real Insanity Roll? Ooh, let's put that. A uh, Real Insanity Roll. Yeah, that sounds like a good title. Anyways, uh, yeah, so uh, you, you start off as a guy sort of driving in a limo. Uh, and you're driving towards a city and we sort of learn through I don't don't know we just hear it or learn through context clues that you're like the mayor of this city Uh, and then uh, like an atomic explosion goes off above the city and it's destroyed yeah that's in the first like 30 seconds of the game Uh, then you sort of uh, wake up uh, in a prince's bedroom and you are younger Yeah, that that part was a little different. You're like a young man. Uh, The prince is surprised to see you, needless to say, some uh, middle-aged man just showing up in his bedroom. Uh, And and then it sort of pops off from there in that uh, the prince is trying to be killed because there's like a coup happening and his father had just been uh, poisoned to death. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) By the way, this is all with like cartoony graphics and this game is seemingly... I don't know if it's for kids because it's a, it's a little in depth in terms of obviously story and gameplay. Like it's a little uh, a little tricky. Well, not tricky in terms of difficulty. Tricky in terms of complication. Yeah, let's let's say it that way. Um, so so that's how you start off, uh, and then it's sort of action adventure in that you're you're trying to escape from uh, from this uh, castle yeah uh and the the bad guys are all sort of uh would you call them mouse wear mice <laughs> they're like they they look like half human half mice oh my god <laughs> needless to say Nino know kuni i ran out of time but uh it's good so far no rating rating pending Today's internet intercourse sponsor is Ovum Horror. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, item the first. Uh, I actually don't know if I ever brought this back, but I felt like I hadn't. Uh, and it's in season two, quote unquote. Uh, it's called The Burger Show. It is hosted by Alvin Kalin, C-A-I-L-A-N. Kylan, 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 Kylan. Uh, yeah. So uh, basically, it's uh, it's on First We Feast, which is uh, the same uh, YouTube channel slash network, whatever you want to call that, uh, that hosts uh, First We, uh, that Hurst uh, Hursts, that uh, what's happening uh, seizure incoming, uh, that hosts. Oh my God, hot ones host hot ones with Sean Heavens uh, Heavens. To Betsy, what is happening? Uh, yeah, so, uh, basically it's a show that talks about different burgers. (laughs) What the fuck am I doing with my life? Uh, yeah, so if you like burgers, you like this show. Next, no, uh, the host, uh, he... ...is from a uh, food truck called Egg Slut, which I, I think may be brick and mortar now as well. Uh, it's, it's sort of really exploded. Uh, and he travels around looking for different burgers that exist around the country, sort of thing. And uh, he eats them. And uh, we watch them being made, and the deliciousness of burgers explodes on the screen. Ooh, that's, that's a good line. The deliciousness of burgers explodes on the screen. Uh, last episode he had on Seth Rogen, which was pretty cool. Uh, he talks a lot about Five Guys, In-N-Out, and Shake Shack. Uh, all of which, I don't think I have any access to those here in Ontario, Canada. I think maybe one of them has sort of recently come to the province, but, uh, I think it's far away and I think... I don't know, maybe one day I'll get to experience one of these. But uh, as of yet, I've never had a Five Guys and In-N-Out or a Shake Shack. So I will admit there is jealousy involved when watching The Burger Show. Uh, Okay, moving on to the Butt Pod. European Tour, I've decided to call it. Yeah, Uh, Brent Butt, uh, who you may know from uh, Corner Gas. That show, and also a standing up comedian, as Jimmy Pardo would call him. Uh, He has a a, a podcast and uh, also does some uh, vlogging and posts them on YouTube recently. Apparently, he went on, uh, I don't know if it was necessarily business or pleasure, but did a, a, a tour of Europe. Uh, and then uh, sort of filmed and we got to see some of the highlights of the tour. So it was just kind of a cool little... Uh, if you like a funny dude uh, going to Europe, filming some stuff and uh, seeing some sites, you can watch that. Which is kind of just a cool little thing. Uh, do I need to go to Europe and visit all these places now? No. I saw Brent Butt to it. And uh, I got comedy on top of it. So uh, why not check that out? Uh, last but least... No, not least. Uh, d d talk. Oh yeah, uh, okay, so I just wanted to throw in, as I do from time to time, and uh, I sort of pepper this into any section, uh, talk of my D&D specifically, uh, but I, I thought this would fit into internet... Uh, intercourse for the reason that uh, I'm sort of asking a question of the internet or anyone listening to that. Uh, I'm somewhat soon, as soon as now, <laughs> losing one of the players in the D&D game that I'm running. Uh, just uh, he had to move. Uh, didn't have to move, is moving uh, then baby a lot lot of life stuff that uh, totally totally understandable that uh, won't be able to play. Uh, also moving far away uh, I've learned so uh, th- th- there's, there's logic very much so of him not being able to play. Uh, also the fact that he was a ride to one of the other players so uh, there is a, a fear a, a thought anyways that maybe losing two players uh, time will tell on that. So Uh, I've decided that uh, I want to sort of make the search for uh, the potential for new players to join the game, which uh, which is there is excitement of that. like uh, the fresh players can add different dimensions to a uh, ongoing campaign for for sure. Definitely. Uh, My main goal is I wanted to find uh, one or two players. Yes, but uh, I wanted them to, if at all possible, to be women. Uh I I've, I've spoken of many podcasts on this podcast uh, of the D&D play variety and uh, I I've, I've listened to a lot uh over the years and uh, and I always feel that uh, uh women at the, the, the D&D table either primarily or at least one uh make the game much richer uh it's just more exciting uh, the, the, there's something that that dynamic adds that just makes the play better uh maybe they're better at rp'ing that's not necessarily true as with anything nothing is necessarily true it's just i find uh if you're gonna have a a dnd game have uh, both men and women and you will have a better game period full stop Uh, my difficulty in this is that it's hard to find women who want to play um my wife has played Uh, It's like with what I'm finding many women, not up their alley. Um, My thought is uh, the possibility, of course, exists that it was something I'm doing, or is it the game itself? Uh, I try to make it as inclusive as possible, um, but is it me, or is it the game? Uh, Is it uh, women, or is it... The, the the game uh, you, you, I think you understand what I'm trying to say uh, my, my sort of basic underlying thought here is uh, uh comes in the form of a question which is how do you get women to want to play D&D yeah question mark end end of sentence end of show Uh, throwing that out to you listening uh, I think the possibility exists that it's going to happen uh, I've asked a few uh, women if they want to play. Uh, I've, uh, I've got some polite... Uh, it doesn't sound like my cup of tea necessarily. Um, but uh, my cousin who plays with us thinks he knows a few. So I, I think potentially it will happen. So uh, I'll keep you updated on that as I do on all my d d things. Which, uh, you know, just on that note. Uh, I don't know if I've brought this up yet. Uh, so we're playing in a, in a campaign. Uh we're we we've just sort of reached level ten. Uh this campaign is going from level one to one to level twenty, so we're at about the halfway mark. Uh I'd say probably a slightly more slightly more above the half excuse me, the halfway mark. Uh so that's kinda cool. Uh kind of sucks to be losing a uh, player at this point just for the reason that uh, the halfway point is going to have a super, super big reveal that will uh, sort of blow the rest of the story away. It's it's going to be crazy. I, I can't wait to one day uh, tell you all about it. Uh, I've also... With the exception of maps, which I'm uh, making myself for a change, I've completely finished the next campaign that we're uh, gonna do, which also goes from level one to twenty, uh, and that one's probably even a bit more involved because I, you know, you 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 write one campaign, write I don't know if that's the right word you create, uh, one campaign. Uh, and then all the the expertise and knowledge that you gain over the course from that, of course, the next one's gonna be uh, better and, and potentially bigger and more involved. Uh, and I have just started uh, into the campaign the campaign after that. So uh, in, in essence, uh, I have two completely done campaigns that I could run for people from lo- each of them from level 1 to 20 and I have uh, the bones of a third one from level one to 20 as well uh and and now i'm just flushing that one out uh so so really this is this is something i love to do and uh that's why i talk about it on this podcast folks that's it that's all it's nice to be nice to the nice This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean buts. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory.